0: we also would love to connect with you on our social media on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey, KC family, good morning. What a privilege to be here again with you in this experience. Were you here last week? Did you get to hear my message on speaking about Extraordinary Kingdom sight versus vision? I hope you got a chance to do so. If not, I'll, I'll start off, I'll kick off this morning by just. Uh, giving us a fresh recap of what happened last week. Just because what I'm speaking on today, it's in kind of like in continuation, because this verse out of 1 Corinthians two nine has still been, been on my heart this week, and I feel like we can go even deeper than we started to go last week. I'll read that verse again to you guys. Eyes have not seen, nor ear has heard, not have entered into the heart of men the things in which god has prepared for those who love him and last week we talked about how god is the number one interested in our success he has amazing things planned for us and all that he wants is that we reach our full potential and in this passage we see three things that speak on top of that and how we can get the things that he has prepared for us what are the areas that he wants to touch our eyes our ears and our hearts those are the things that god has prepared for us and move through his spirit we can search those things and come into the full potential that god has for our life so this morning i want to kick off by last week and saying that we had an opportunity to talk about eyes and visions because i believe that if we don't have the vision for the season we will perish that's the word one of the words that we read last week that without vision the people perish and we talk about perish being lack of discipline and we explored three things that vision does and the benefits or characteristics of having a vision for god for us number one was vision positions you it gives you direction and we compared visions versus sights how sights keeps us in the presence but V- presence but vision speaks about the future vision is an invitation of god for us to leave in the new to leave afresh a something fresh and we have to always have vision in the season jesus spent time casting vision for his disciples 40 days after he resurrected so that they will be pointed out and they would know that once holy spirit came they were set for the season to advance the kingdom of god And in the same way, another thing that we explored is that vision is greater than you. It goes beyond your comfort zone. It goes beyond that your personal preferences And God is always calling you for something greater. Like we talked about the migration of the butterfly that takes five to six generations of butterflies to leave Mexico and achieve and reach North Canada. I hope that encouraged you. I've been thinking about that illustration all week long. And last but not least, vision creates unity. I just want to encourage you to uh, we unity is one of the most important things we saw how God was looking in the people in Genesis at building the tower of Babel that as they were united in the same language there was nothing that was set impossible for them although that was the wrong motive God is really touching our lives is really if we have the right motive if we have unity in the season there's nothing that will be impossible for us by having God on our sides and today I want to keep exploring the other two elements that we missed and we didn't have time to explore last week, which is our ears and our hearts. So I'll be talking about exploring the extraordinary kingdom, ears and hearts in the right place. And before we jump in, I want to read a passage for you that I have been meditating and I've been reading for a few weeks now that has been speaking to me. I know this is a passage that you probably heard if you've been coming to church, if you've been part of a local church, probably at least five times, if not more. Everybody knows this story, the parable of the prodigal son. But today I wanna explore a different side of that story. So let's read, I'll read the whole passage for you, and then we'll dive deep, exploring the elements that we find in this passage. And it started verse 11 says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The youngest son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. There he wasted all his money in wild living about the time his money ran out a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve he persuaded a local farm to hire him and the men sent him to the fields to feed the pigs the young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him but no one gave him anything when he finally came to his senses he said to himself at home even the higher servants of my father have good have enough food to spare and here i am dying of hunger i will go home to my father and say father i have sinned against you against both heaven and you and i'm no longer worthy of calling being called your son please take me on as a hired servant so he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off the father saw his him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you, both you and heaven, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put on him. Get a ring for his fingers and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening, and we must celebrate with a feast. For, his son, for this son of mine was dead, and now he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. Now I want to invite you to pay attention to these verses that I'm about to read. Verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. And when he turned home, he heard music and dancing in the house and he asked one of the servants what was going on your brother is back he was stowed, and your father has killed the fattened calf and we are celebrating because of his safe return the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in his father came out and begged him but he replied all these years i've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me and all this time you never gave me a young goat to for a feast with my friends yet the son of yours Comes back from squandering your money on prostitutes and you celebrate him by killing a cough. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We said to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and he has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Well, I know this was a lot of verses, but I want to focus today talking about this older brother. You know, as I was reading this passage and I was thinking, I I felt like God's talking to me and speaking on regard of that older brother. And I started to look at my journey with God. I'm 36 years old. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was 13 years old. I have experienced a lot of things i'm so grateful that god has been so faithful throughout this entire so many years of course i made a lot of mistakes in 23 years but i'm glad to remain faithful to him to his promises to be walking with him and to to journey this journey i've seen friends that brought me to jesus today they do not follow him anymore they don't pray they don't have a relationship with god anymore and that said but I was looking at the older brother because I never compared myself so much with the younger brother. Because I felt like I was remaining faithful. But the younger brother is seen as those like lawbreakers. In this passage, the older brother is seen like the lawkeeper. But if you lose hearts, if you lose the right motives, and i looking at my journey, it's so easy sometimes to begin and to stay stagnant and forget that God has something new for you. And you can't let your heart, and you can't be defined just by a good law keeper and to be able to justify, hey, I've been here walking. No, you gotta keep pursuing the heart of the Father. And something I've learned in my walk all these years is that we can't miss that heart to pursue the new. To understand the authority that we carry to understand the things that he has for us we cannot lose sights and that's why last week i spoke about vision and having a renewed vision for the new and having that vision for the new because otherwise you know what would happen let me ask you look at your life for the last 10 years have you lived 10 years Or have you lived the same year over and over again for 10 years? And it's important that we are just not in that routine. We're not just going through the same things. No, we are experiencing something new. It's important that we are advancing. In the kingdom, we're called to multiply. We are called for growth. And it is important that we do not lose the hearts of the Father in this process. And we actually saw that in Proverbs last week. And I want to read these verses to you. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings and do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. But today I want to continue on to verse 23 that says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You know, in Brazil we have a virus virus. A mosquito called dengue it's probably known you guys probably heard of it it's actually pretty uh, dangerous virus and I want to say that do you know I would just want to give you an explanation and how this virus is actually spreads These mosquitoes they reproduce themselves in an open source of waters that are stagnant that are not moving and we have been called for And our hearts are being called in order to be healthy for them to spring out the issues of life. And sometimes we forget the privilege that we carry. We're just receiving and we forget that son, the older son, he was there every single day. But the Father said to him, you don't realize you have all these things are yours. This is your authority. And today, in an invitation to the new, to a walk in the extraordinary, I want to explore what it looks like to have healthy ears in this season and healthy hearts. So let's start by talking about healthy ears. The Word of God says in Romans 10, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. The enemy knows this. And there is also this battle the same way that there was a battle from our sights and our visions last week that we talked about. There is a battle of our from and to our ears. Look at the verses in this passage. It says, verse 25, Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. And when he returned home, he heard the music and dancing in the house. He heard and he asked one of the servants, What's going on? Your brother is back. He was told and your father killed a fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. The older son was there serving in the fields and he heard something. He heard a noise. He heard, and the thing that at the moment that he heard the music and dancing, do you know what his attitude was? He wasn't to go to the source, to the father. No, he went to hear the news from the servants. And I believe we are living in a season that there's a lot of noise out there. There are a lot of circumstances, there are a lot of news that are affecting our ability to hear. And the enemy knows how important because he knows that faith comes by hearing. If you're tuned in into the voice of God, if you're connected to him, he knows that your faith is gonna explode. Your faith is gonna reach its full potential. And when that happens, nothing can stop. If your faith is just as the grain of a mustard seed, you will move mountains. And that's what the enemy is looking to rob you, to rob the seeds of faith that God is depositing in your life. So when you hear something, go to the source. Don't be like the the older brother. Just go into the source and hear what happens. And hearing is soaking the season. Your prayer life is actually meant to be way more about hearing than anything else. Hearing is understanding who we are. is understanding that we are loved. is understanding that we have a blessing upon us. And sometimes we forget that we have a blessing upon us and that a blessing upon us has way more to do with the truth inside of us than the position that we're in, the location that we're in, the circumstances that we're in. Do you know why? Because the location, the positioning has nothing to do with the truth that is inside of your hearts. Adam fell and sinned in paradise. Jesus won and overcame in the deserts. has nothing to do with the place has to do with knowing who you are knowing that the blessing of god is in you that you can prosper anywhere even in the deserts and also that paradise is not a safe place so your heart posture your ears have to, to to be tuned in around and in what god's speaking to you and I want to go back into that same verse. Remember Proverbs 20 that says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Give attention. Who are you giving attention to? Who are you turning your ears to? And this is it for the ear part. Remember how important it is to tune in your ears to who you're giving attention to. And connected to the ears, I I feel like, Heart and ears, they are very connected. I want to speak about healthy hearts in this season. So let's go back to the passage. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. Verse 28. And his father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. And all this time you never gave me a young goat to feast for my friends. Yet the son came back from after squandering your money on prostitutes. You celebrate him by killing a fatten cough His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day. And when I look at this older brother, the Lord started to speak to me, then started to show me a characteristics of a healthy heart. So maybe you're distracted right now and you're leaving me. I want to invite you to... Pause everything that you're doing. This is probably the most important part of my message for you this morning. I want to call out the attention, your attention, because what we're going to explore in the next few minutes, and I'm going to end with this, is we're going to be exploring seven characteristics of a healthy heart. And this can serve for you as a mirror in this season to look at. And to see and to search your hearts and to know where your heart is as a healthy heart in this season. Number one, the number one characteristic of a healthy heart: it's not easily offended. It's not offended. Verse 28 says, The older brother was angry and it wouldn't go in. His heart, God said, The Bible said, Blessed is he that is not offended by me. A key for happiness a key to move along in life is having a heart free from offense offense from your brothers because we are all not perfect we are all going to make mistakes and our hearts are always are not always in the right position so to keep a healthy heart protect yourself from being offended protect yourself from being offended at church protect yourself by being offended at text protect yourself from being offended at social media Protecting your heart from offense, it's a key for you to have a healthy heart. Number two, a healthy heart, it's a heart that's not complaining. Verse 29 says, But he replied, All these years I've slaved for you, and never once you refused to do a single thing you told me. And in all that time, you never gave me even one goat for a feast with, with my friends. And your heart needs to be a grateful heart. Sometimes we have a sense of self justice, saying this is not fair. But let me tell you don't mistake your self justice with God's justice. Keep your heart with an open gratitude. Thank God for what you have. Do not lose sight. That younger brother also lost sight of what he had. He had to go and spend his money. But even if you were living in that paradise, in that, under the protection of the Father, sometimes we forget what we have, all the benefits that we have in this season. So keep going back to the Father and thank Him. Thank Him for what's going on in your life. And also watch what are the words that are coming out of your mouth in this season the the bible says that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of and I, i just want to encourage you to watch the words that are coming out of your mouth or have they been complaining words or have they been grateful grateful words and this is an exercise not for you it's only it's also for me it's for us to do every day we have to keep track of that keeping a healthy heart number three it's not comparing let's look at verse 30 it says yet When the son of yours came back after squandering money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing a fattened calf. And I feel like something easy in the kingdom sometimes for us to do is to compare ourselves with others. Look at this guy. He showed up late, but now he's advancing. His business is prospering. And look at me. I've been here faithful. I've been faithful with my giving and nothing is happening to my life we cannot have a comparison hearts we cannot allow room for comparison in our lives what well, the work that god is doing in your life is different than what he's doing in the person sitting next to you the way that he speaks to you is different because he knows how you're worried he knows how you feel how you receive from him so never lose sight and be distracted on the sides with what's going on do not compare yourself and you're going to be having a healthy hearts number 4 a healthy hearts knows who they are and what they're doing knowing their identity look at verse 30 31 his father said to him look dear son you have always stayed by me and everything i have is yours how powerful is that the father is acknowledging his faithfulness, and he's saying, "Hey, look, everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. Your inheritance is here. Why you're not using it? Why you're you're not understanding your authority? Change your mentality. From a slave, you are a son. You're no longer called slaves. You're a son." you have your rights, and sometimes we forget what we carry, in a healthy heart knows who they are, who they belong to, the authority that they carry, they do not allow room for fear, and we can walk differently, knowing the power, what we, what we have behind us, and before us, and going for us, and number five, it's a forgiving heart, so let's go back even further, verse 20, this is talking about the younger son, and now it, this is Because the father, at the end of the day, carries that heart. And you want to have your heart like the heart of the father. So number five is, it's a forgiving heart. So when he returned home to his father, and while he's still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. And he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Is your heart ready for forgiveness? Do you need to release forgiveness to anybody that hurt you? Imagine this father, how betrayed that he could have felt. The son took everything, took his share and said, I'm off. But the father said, and it was ready to embrace him once he was ready to come back. What will happen once you saw people that were serving with you all your life, that maybe sidetracked, the lost sight, lost focus, start to come back. Are you ready to embrace them? Are you ready to forgive them? One of the characteristics of a healthy heart, it is that it is a forgiving heart. Number six, it's serving, it's a healthy heart. It's a heart that serves others and it's full of celebration. Let's read this verse. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put on him get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. The heart of the Father, the heart of Jesus, when he came, he came to serve. He came to celebrate others. He came to call them into their full potential. A healthy heart is a serving heart. It's a heart that is willing to sacrifice. It's a heart that is willing to go above and beyond for the people around you. How's your heart in this season when it comes to serving and also celebrating? Are you still able to celebrate even when it hurts, even when others failed you? Are you still be able to celebrate the gold? Sometimes we judge people. We judge them for who they are but are we able to celebrate them? Are we able to celebrate the goal that God has put in their hearts? Always looking from the fresh perspective, keeps our hearts a healthy hearts. And number seven, it's a generous hearts. The father brought the best. He said, I'm gonna get the fentanyl calf and we are going to party. We are going to celebrate with the best. He modeled that. The the, the calf, they have been preparing, honoring, giving, feeding that. The Lord expressed generosity. A heart that gives is a heart that's healthy. And we begin talking about the passage in Proverbs 4, talking about the heart, how it is supposed to spring out life. And God never called you to just be a recipient, receiving, 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 receiving. And at a point you reach your full and the waters become stagnant. No, you are called to receive, but also to give. It keeps you healthy, balanced. It keeps what things fresh coming into your life. Otherwise, you get full you won't experience anything else. You lose sight of what God has for you. And to keep healthy hearts, you gotta be able to express your generosity. And once you give, you're creating room for more. Once you start faithful in your little, like you see in so many parables, God start bringing and being faithful. And this season too, I feel like God is calling us as a church, as we even plan, we believe we're a building. We are going to require, God's going to require of us where our heart is when it comes to our generosity. When it comes with trusting Him that takes care of us, with loving Him and giving our bests. I believe that God is inviting us to walk into the new today. And He's inviting us to have a healthy heart. Look back at those seven items. Hope you took a note. Hope you, you wrote them down and use them as a mirror in the season to look at your hearts position your hearts i'm speaking from experience i'm the first one that needs to do that that needs to keep reminding myself of that list checking out those items and do not losing sight in them my heart for you is that you have fresh vision in this season that you have ears that are tuned in, giving attention to the source of your faith, God, Jesus. And that your hearts are healthy and they're multiplying, and they're, they're generous, they're overflowing in the season. That you're receiving, but that you're also overflowing. You, that, I pray that you never get just to the full aspects. I pray that you get overflowing. And that's my prayer for you. I want to invite you to place your hands in your hearts right now. Let me pray for you, saying, Lord Jesus, touch my heart this morning. I want to have a heart like yours, Father. Looking at the story of these two sons, Father, I don't want to be simply a lawbreaker or a lawkeeper that forgets and loses sight of all the benefits I have in the kingdom. I pray that my heart is in the right place with you that I keep a position to flow and to grow in this season. Touch my hearts, touch my ears, and touch my eyes in this season. Let me have fresh vision, ears that give attention to you, and a healthy hearts. It's my prayer, Father. Let us advance for the new. Let us live in the extraordinary uh, lifestyle you called us to be and to live. I just pray right now, invade us with the supernatural. Awaken our spiritual sentence this morning in Jesus' name. And maybe you hear, you landed on this channel and you never said yes to Jesus. You never felt him, but today you felt him in your hearts or you heard something that made a sparkle in your hearts. The Bible says that if you openly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart and you believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And Jesus is inviting you for a life of relationship. He wants to live in your hearts. He wants to take you and to be for you to accept that position of knowing that you're blessed, that you're loved, that you're called for a new life. It's about your hearts, and Jesus wants to enter into your heart. And if, if this is you, repeat this prayer after me, saying, Lord Jesus, I give you my hearts. I give you also my vision, my sights, my ears to you, and I say yes to you. I want to walk into a new life. I acknowledge that I'm a sinful man, and I ask forgiveness for my sins. And I want to walk worthy of the call that you called me to walk. I want to say yes to you every day. I want to always be ready for the new. I want to walk with a healthy heart in this season. In your precious name, amen. Hey, if you said that, I want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you. We want to send resources your ways. Please send us an email to prayerkingdomculture.ca or leave your name in the chat. We will reach out to you. We'll send resources your way. We want to get you to plugged in into the house. Kingdom Culture has been an absolutely privilege to be able to be with you these last two weeks. Next week, we'll have Pastor Sean back for an amazing time he had in Alberta, ministering to people and also a little vacation time with his family. So we're excited. Thank you, Pastor Sean, for this opportunity, this privilege that is to share the word. I want to encourage you to have an amazing week. Get connected with us. Don't forget September 4th. It's our 10 years local anniversary as a local church. Come check us out at Cineplex, 9.30 a.m. for that Sunday. For all those of you, have an amazing week. Thank you again for being with me this morning so many times. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing week.